Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Sean Lawrence, a co-host of Supernatural Station. I am taking over Roman Daniel's position right now as lead host, but Roman is with me, not only in spirit, but physically. And we're also here with Jaron Daniels. How's it going? I'm here against my will. They've got me taped to the wall. Shut up, Roman. All right. We've got some interesting things here on part three for you. We've got a lot of fun stuff for you today, for sure. Okay, guys, we need to finish up these three-part series. Again, thank you for sticking around. I hope you guys have enjoyed parts one and two, and we will continue our Utah... What do you guys call this? Utah Unexplained. Utah Unexplained. I like that. So the first story we're going to get into is an experience that I can vividly remember regarding... We had talked about some anomalies going around the Utah Capitol, some of the undergrounds, so really around that area of just different kinds of weird anomalies, reptilians, strange, I want to say like cryptid and alien things. So I remember guys, I'm just going to throw it. I'm just going to start it out there. Yeah, I think the time was, um, I was driving. So that had to have been past 2005. I I can't remember the exact year. It's somewhere between 2005 and 2008. And it was all over the news in Utah. If you guys, and I know it's funny before we started this episode, I was looking around on my phone around the, the, you know, the the main search engines and I can't find, um, other than alien Dave's website of the account that this happened but i know it was all over the news at the time and you know what's weird is i vaguely remember it just a little bit like as you brought it up i was like i was racking my brain you know i feel like a brain has all these little cabinets these file cabinets where things are filed away so i'm sitting there like a blank carcass for a second and all of a sudden like drawers start opening up like i feel like i remember that just a little bit just a tad it's still vague to me and for some reason i don't remember it so this is brand new to me i'm excited all right well let's uh let's get right into it so i was driving back from i believe it was the farmington area which would be what the north side of Salt Lake City okay yes. so and it was late at night I believe that I was coming back from a theme park we have local called Lagoon and I was driving back you know after closing so this would have been 1130 probably 12 midnight and there was on my way back you could see the Capitol Hill you could there's a hill that kind of blocks partially blocks some of Salt Lake City if you've ever driven down I-15 going southbound okay so I remember I was driving and all of a sudden out of nowhere right around the Capitol building right around where all these events started 
started taking place with the with everything we've talked about in that same general area there was a bright green I want to say laser or some kind of a light that was super bright and it blasted all the way up to the sky and it was the weirdest thing in the world it was almost like think of the Batman symbol but it was a laser green light so kind of like almost what reminds me of like a spotlight that you see for like the Halloween season at the haunted houses where they throw the spotlight around kind of like that is what I'm picturing where it comes from the ground up right and it just shoots straight in the sky but you're saying it's like a green light yeah I'm thinking like I mean I'm thinking like Star Wars kind of light like a laser like blast laser. it was like a laser blast that lit up the sky huh. and I know for a fact that this came from the Capitol building what color green was it was it like dark forest green or was it like lime sort of green it was like a lime it was like a light lime it was like a laser it was almost like a gigantic laser this reminds me of the light color they described in our last episode or I guess our last two episodes um, where they talked about seeing a light emit from underneath a doorway and they said it's like a, an exit sign colored light you know that kind of green is that what you're talking about yeah it was like that kind of green yeah interesting this reminds me of the radio shack mouse that you could buy at radio shack <laughs> <laughs> it had oh, a, it neon, was, that was the best mouse it was a ever. neon green tone no other mouse had the neon green so hey, the radio shacks they don't know radio shack yeah come on radio I shack mean, you was, gotta make a comeback for us it was still plugged into the laptop or the pc but i loved that mouse it was it emitted this perfect lime green color and you just felt like a baller with that mouse yeah and it lit up the room at night too and like when your computer started doing things on its own it started lighting up the room and you're laying in bed oh wait maybe i guess didn't have that experience (laughs) how much was that mouse when you bought it sean because you had it it was like 15 bucks or something but it was a usb mouse so yeah if it was it was the greatest mouse of all time i'm just gonna say you know what when i think of green so think about green just as kind of philosophical thing green for you know it's like an accepting color it's like a a virtuous color probably in my mind yeah natural like you know what i wonder what green meant like if it was some kind of signal to the stars or something like what does green mean yeah i I kid you not guys i looked this up and i found the article right around 12 13 14 years ago and if you guys if you listeners out there can go out and google just try to google or whatever your search engine is utah mysterious green light ufo or something it was it was somewhere around those times and it was all over the it was all over the radio it was all over the news for like the next couple of days and i know i wasn't the only one that's seen it but it's just weird because of the experiences that we've had downtown you know it makes me want to call some of the police you know the police factions and stuff downtown and ask them hey can i just get some record on that era if you had any calls pertaining to like a green beam or green light coming you know just to hear what they say and this was way before tesla you know if you look at it now you're gonna find articles of like the new space teslas you're gonna find like the satellites you're gonna find things that are obviously kind of obvious to the current era but you got to remember this was you know 12 12 to 15 years ago and i know that there was a lot of controversy over ufos and so the media was really desperately trying to cover this up yeah i mean if you look at the tesla thing that happened this year or last year it was like those millions of circles in a row right that were in the sky everyone thought it was a ufo for a little bit exactly and i mean if it was in 2007 2008 we would be blown away by that so i get it i mean who knows exactly what this was but i mean it feel i feel like it ties into our part one where there was that green light emitting through that door in the vault of the reptilian area um, under the Crossroads Mall. Yeah, all I can tell you guys with this story, I know it's kind of short, but I encourage you to go look it up and see if you, again, it's right around the mid-2000s era. It's not going to be anything documented of the, you know, within the last two years. It's going to be beyond that. I want to ask, did it look like, from what you could see, did it look like some of the buildings were getting illuminated? Like they have some light hitting the side walls of the building, or did it just look like it was shooting straight up and not hitting any physical object? From where I was and driving down and when I saw that beam, it, it didn't light. I can't remember it lighting up anything around it, like mountainside. It didn't 
didn't do anything like that. It was just a, like a weird, it was, it almost looked multidimensional, you know, in a weird way. Or they were broadcasting some kind of message out from that area. And how did this thing end? It was, it lasted maybe about a two second period of interval. And, um, you know, at that time, it really just made it seem, it verified to me, it verified some of the things that I had suspicion about going on downtown and some of the cryptids and the underground and some of the secret cover-ups and things. And I wasn't the only one, by the way. There was a lot of people that saw this and was like, what was that? And we want answers, you know, what is going on? But the fact that it's hidden from the public now, like you can't see it online or anything like that, again, gives me further validation. Anytime there's something like that that happens and it's legit, complete, utter evidence, they're going to try to hide it as quick as they can, right? What I've learned in 2020 and beyond is that everything that they tell you is probably the opposite. So they tell you something, it's probably the opposite. Or they don't cover something, it means that it probably is true. Yeah, and if you guys ever find it, or if you ever have an experience something like that, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to watch how the media reacts to something like this. And I want you to really keep an eye on the struggle. I want you to look for the struggle. I want you to look for um, them scrambling to come up with an answer when something they realize they made a mistake or they messed up. That sounds like an alien encounter in some way. We talked about reptilians in the part one. Um, should we get into our abduction story? Yeah, why don't we just flow into that while we're talking about UFOs, you know? Alrighty. So, this is baffling to me because I never thought I'd be considered maybe an abductee or something, and I still don't know that I am, but my brother and I, so my wife decided that she was going to um, let me have a fun little kind of weekend just to me, because we have a little five-year-old and stuff, and things can be challenging sometimes, and she's like, hey, you know what? I want you to go have a fun camping trip because that's what you want to do. And I just want you to just let loose and have fun, right? So she was able to book a glamping trip for me where there's basically like a, a tent type setup. What do they call those things? Yeah, it was a yurt, like a yurt type thing. And it had two beds in it. And she's like, I want your brother to go with you because he wants to, you know, he's a big camper too. And we're so close, we're twins. So it's like, hey, all right, that sounds like a fun time. You know, just me and him and just trying to bushcraft a little bit and start our own fires and make our own foods and just kind of hang out for a weekend, you know? So we were doing that. I mean, we've talked about bushcrafting. We've looked up videos online about how to survive in the wilderness by yourself. I know this is a yurt. I mean, there's a bed there. There's protection from the, the elements and things like that. But we just wanted to get away from society. I mean, we struggle sometimes with being around so many people all the time. So being in the camping environment's fun. You're able to kind of let loose and there's a fire pit. You can make some cool food. You can enjoy, yeah, and, you know, take scenery. in nature, take in nature. Like what, what is offered to us by, by the gods, you know, like this natural beauty that we have. Like first thing I did, cause I showed up a little bit early that trip is I found a stick and I started carving it with my knife and I basically created a little figure, kind of like, you remember Castaway, kind of like the little volleyball. It was like, it had a little face on it that I carved and I made it like a little guy that was like my friend you know but in my mind it was an art piece and uh, it was it was kind of like a protector of, of me in the woods you know and uh, it was pretty fun but that was kind of the start of the trip and my brother came along and we ended up staying up late that what night. What time did I get there like 7 30 8 o'clock? Yeah something like that so it's like you know we haven't really had a lot of time together so we're like hey let's stay up a little bit late plus him and I are night owls anyway we like to stay up. So yeah, I'm a night owl too guys. But what I remember is we stay up super late we're up till about maybe one or two in the morning right and it's crazy because the whole camp this is a place where there's a lot of campers right people that are camped out and they're renting these little spots out and nobody's up and we can tell that there's no sound there's no fires you know so we're like oh i guess we must be the the latest ones up and we finally go to sleep call it a night the next morning is where it got crazy 
I mean, this is the weird thing, Kay. I mean, there's no fire pits on. I think I looked at my clock on my phone. It was like 11.30 at night, and that's all I remembered. After that, I woke up in the morning, and I was super confused because I had this weird dream. The dream I had, I'll just get into it. I mean, I had this crazy dream, and I say dream because I don't really know what it was. I mean, I woke up in the bed, so there's that, right? I had this dream where there was this huge white and gray osprey, the bird, that was flying over top of me, landed on the side of this fence or building area and was looking directly at me and I woke up Roman and I had this weird feeling about it it just felt weird the the osprey was huge it was like triple the size of any osprey I've ever seen in real life was it like floating over you or what direction like how far away was it like from my point of view in the dream I was like looking straight up at it so, was it looking back at you or yeah I was looking down at me as it was flying and then it landed on the perch wherever it was I can't remember if it was a building or a fence and then it looked over at me like it was staring directly at me I woke up I had a weird feeling. I felt groggy, all this kind of stuff. I mean, we didn't drink anything really that night. So we felt super weird. We had a little bit, but not the type that would make you feel like you're out of it. You know what I mean? And so flash forward, um, I guess I, all of a sudden I, I woke up and I was like, hey, Jared, I had a really weird dream. And I told Jared that and he's like, oh, you did? So did I. And then he told me his dream and then I'll get into mine. Well, this is what's weird is when I woke up, I said, Roman, are you here? And I looked over and I saw him in his bed. I'm like, oh, he is here. He's in the yurt with me. So there was some form of fear like I was by myself we've been split up somehow it was a weird feeling yeah so my dream was really weird too so I was in my dream I was with Jaren in my dream so I knew that's the other weird part is I was with you we were in this like farmland that was like Ohio or possibly Michigan and they had these crop fields you know and we were they had like an Airbnb that was right on the very edge it was a tiny little cabin type house you could stay in reminds me of the year we were staying in a little bit so we're there we're we're trying to um, get away from it for some reason it felt weird it felt like we weren't supposed dangerous. to be there yeah kind of dangerous like I was trying to find a car the weird part was I was barefoot in my dream so I was trying to run through this cornfield with no shoes I forgot to tell you guys I was barefoot in my dream too yeah and so we both connected the dots like this is really strange and as we're going through this cornfield I'm running and there's like these workers that work at the farm and they have these um, jeeps and stuff and before I see those workers though I look up in the sky and there's an astronaut with his arms spread out like a like wings like an osprey like Jaren's dream but it's an astronaut wearing like kind of the Tesla astronaut outfit. The white and gray. Just the white like and the gray. Colors. But he, the weird part was that he didn't have the flat visor, black visor. It was more like alien eyes, like just black alien eyes. Just like bird eyes again. Right, like big black eyes. And it was looking straight down at me, just like Sean asked, was it flying over you? Yes, it was. Was it looking down at me? Yes, it was. The weird part was it landed on top of a, a farmhouse like nearby and it started ripping apart. They had these um, satellites on top of the roof and it was ripping wires off the satellite for some reason. Um, um, which was weird. And then as soon as I was watching that, I noticed there was other ones on other rooftops nearby that were astronauts with ships waiting above them. Like, so they could independently fly, but they had ships waiting for them. So all that stuff was super weird. And I remember waking up like, what the heck was that? But it was strange because the parallels to my brother's dream, it's kind of uncanny. It's like the same situation, but a different illustration, if you will, of the character. Now, look up screen memory. If you go to Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever service you use, look up screen memory, and it tells you kind of what you need to know about this, because that's why I think it was an alien abduction. But we also have further physical proof. Yeah, so when I woke up, I told Roman, I'm like, hey, are you? how do you feel right now? And he said, I, I don't know, I just feel kind of weird. I'm like, me too. And I think we looked at our phones, it was like 8.42 or 9 o'clock, which is a little earlier than I would wake up naturally. I'm like a weird 
night owl. So I, I stay up super late. I wake up at 10, 10 o'clock, 10.30, whatever. This was like 8.42 or something like that. And I was like, Roman, I was all nervous. Are you here? Then I look at his arm and he's like, I got this weird mark on my arm. And I said, I know I have one on my other arm. So I had mine on the left arm and it was this tiny little pinprick right where they do IVs. And I had one on my right arm in the same exact spot. So hold on a sec, I'm gonna interrupt this. So you two are identical twins, yeah. theoretically, okay? You both experience, and this is going beyond dreams. I'm, I'm gonna interject this. So you both had a very vivid supposed experience. You both have physical marks that are on opposite arms. My only thing I keep thinking about is you both were abducted at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, wow. I crazy, I've never it seen it till arm. now. I still have it on my That's arms, crazy. And there gone. he is. Yeah, wow. That is crazy. Mine's so, still there. So, this wasn't here before that. Maybe that's So let me ask you guys time. this. Let me ask you, what makes, what do you think makes this different? And I'm not trying to interview you. How do you know for sure this was more than just a dream? What are your, what are your clues? It just felt so real. I woke up so groggy. I woke up feeling fear. I never wake up feeling fear. I wake up feeling pretty rested. I woke up feeling groggy. I was worried that Roman wasn't there, which is super weird. And then I looked at Roman, he was nervous, and he said, I gotta tell you about my dream. And I said, I gotta tell you about my dream. Yeah. So we were both that, like very enthusiastic about our dreams. That to me is a red flag because I I actually am, sadly, I'm the kind of person that doesn't really remember my dreams most times. If I do, it's, it's super rare. It's like one a year, maybe two a year. You know what I mean? I'm the opposite. I remember almost every dream. So this is why, for me, it was pretty chill. But for Roman to say, hey, I want to tell you about my dream, that was a red flag for me too. Yeah. And I was like, I felt the same way. I felt like I'd been separated from him and I was happy to see that he was right next to me. Yeah. So, um, so the thing that comes to my mind is uh, experience experimentation on twins that's what I right wondering. that's the first thing that comes to my mind yeah is. are they trying to like mesh a gene into one again well here's because the, it's the same sperm i guess exactly you, you know you got you got a prick on one arm like, and it's not it's more than a prick if i remember here the story right there's a little bit more to this than maybe what you're remembering but ho hopefully we can jog that memory back but you have your right arm that has a prick you have your left arm that has a prick you have the same um almost the same identity of a creature hovering over you that you white know, and gray yeah white and gray same kind of color you Black both had eyes. this so is there a chance that both of you were in a, were abducted in a craft and yeah, you were I think both so. pricked to a point where they Here, were experimenting here's, on Here's you. the thing I'll say. Jaren and I are a different type of twin. We're called mirror twins, monozygotic mirror twins. Basically, typically I would be left-handed and he'd be right-handed. It's like looking in a mirror. The he mirror was left-handed. Our dad got weirded out that he was messing with his left hand for crayons and things like that when he was a kid, and he turned it to his right hand. He so. thought I'd be like um, having a struggle in life being left-handed, so he kind of made me use my right hand, and so in a way I'm sort of ambidextrous but oh yeah catch him playing basketball you'll see <laughs> yeah but I think I think that's part of why it was in my left arm and it was in his right it's almost like they knew that about us if they were the aliens that abducted us or whatever uh it's just it is odd like it's weird too when I think about it I'm like why did I see like an astronaut type character you know um flying over me like a bird though with I'm arm straight out usually they don't fly you know they don't have jetpacks or anything there was a little connection why I saw a bird and I'll say this just being true July was when we went to the Yellowstone cabin we go there every year and there's a big lake there it's lake hebgen or hebgen hebgen lake hebgen lake and we went swimming there we were having some fun and there were some ospreys that were flying around there and they were diving in for fish and things like that so that was like i don't think it was a projection memory i just think that yeah i was sitting in the kayak and i'm like man that's a huge bird big white feathers i was freaking out about it so but this, this is the thing though is like you could probably have a lot of experiences of people who have had dreams and maybe some similarities but here's the 
thing that's catching me is that you woke you not only did you wake you woke up with physical marks you know yeah. like and and they're not just any kind of like i fell down the cliff or i fell, or something like these are pinpricks so like IV pricks. there's two questions i have for one why were you let go if you were in fact abducted what did they take from you and and three are you guys being maybe you're being are you being monitored right now i mean being the fact that we're that type of twin we have the same blood type so and the same fingertips so if Rome supposedly to, we have the same dna if rome was to murder somebody i could be in trouble for it it's that kind of vibe and go back to historic if you just google um sci- uh, scientific experiments on twins i want you to, to go out and look at um world pre-world war ii world war one world war ii i want you to try to find there's been numerous records of scientific experiments on twins so i'm just wondering you know like is this still going on are, are aliens trying to figure this out or is there some kind of a directive to you know can they not fabricate this or I, this is weird to me you know i mean we were in the middle of a big canyon and it was pitch black like it's so weird because we live in a city and there's lights everywhere still in a city but when you're up in little cottonwood canyon it's the same place we've been talking about in our previous yeah, podcast that's where the granite vaults are yeah, How weird is that? yeah good point yeah. we yeah. were up in the mountains at tanner flats it's this cool little kind of place where they have campers and yurts and things like that and you can stay overnight there it's really fun actually we actually had a birthday party there for our 30th birthday so that's why we went back there is because we really like the feel of it and this was two years later now or three years later at this point i don't know i really don't know how to explain it but i do feel like there was something different than just a dream and i will say we do have some weird kind of side effects in my back so on the left side of my back kind of lower there's a little bit of like a what i almost call it like a fatty tumor there's like a little thing that i can rub that feels like there's like a almost like a stone beneath my skin a small stone oh you never told me that i know it's something i've sort of discovered recently and i don't know what it is so we'll see but i do think that it's just random because it wasn't there until this moment and not only that but i keep having this weird thing and it's funny because uh, i've talked to jaren about it and we thing. both have this thing we, we both confirmed with each other we hear these small sounds that are pretty small like it's, it shouldn't be freaking you out and we react to it like it's uh the loudest sound in your ear so a good example is like a car that's like a few roads away is driving by and it's like a loud muffler car right like a civic si or something and it's pretty quiet but from my right side of my ear if it's in that ear it sounds like it's right by me so i like jump i kind of jump and step back and look and see if there's something there like almost as a defense mechanism like am i gonna get hit by a car right now it's that kind of vibe sometimes even like a buzzing sound like it's a bee or something right in your ear that's on and my there's right nothing side. there and we both keep having this happen where it's like right there in our ear and we freak out we jump literally like we're scared and rowan's on his left side right where his yeah. prick is on his left side is of his arm so makes me wonder if there's a chip there and that's it's like a testing mechanism like hey how far can we push these guys or you know that's happened know. a lot yeah that's a it's interesting story not experience more so than a story but uh, i just just can't help but wonder if any of you guys have had an experience similar to that you know where the possibility of being abducted you know like if you look at some of the things that if you read some accounts on people who have been abducted they tend to have similarities in which you know there will be some kind of a physical manifestation on their body when they wake up it reminds me of 411 but it's almost not bigfoot you know when you hear missing 411 and they wake up and they're like like shoot literally miles away from where they last remember but you guys didn't have that so this was a pick up and place back yeah. situation i can remember the first time what started me down the paranormal path gosh i was i'm just gonna do it real quick because we're talking about it i've never had an experience like that i've had some crazy weird dreams i have talked to these guys off camera about quite a bit of um deja vu that has been happening more and more to me lately and we can talk about it on another episode but um yeah synchronicities are there's something go 
going on. I will say this. There's something going on right now in, in the universe that doesn't add up. Something happened. Something changed. And I think we're all feeling res- residual effects. Those of us that were from the other universe that may have been placed here, this is just my speculation, but I think yeah. that the whole thing got mixed up. Some people from another universe ended up here, and we ended up there. So I think that's why everything is so weird right now. This is my question, okay? We were in a place where there's campsites. Like, there was literally a campsite 15 feet from us or less. Why? I mean, I know we were partying kind of outside of the realm of... I mean, it was 11.30 at night. It wasn't like, even why, that late. Why were you targeted? Yeah, we, we had a fire pit going, that kind of thing. But why would they even risk that? There was like with so many people 10 around. to 12 yeah. other campsites right by us with cars parked there. Like, people were actually spending the night in those other areas right by us, you know? And let me, let me ask you, this is a good thing to ask just the public, just the people listening. Have you ever had the uh, synchronicities amping up like we're talking about? Like, the fact that things are starting to... It just feels like things are starting to amp up like crazy, you know? Like, where it's like, I was just talking about this, and then the next day it's on TV. You know, they're talking about it on a, a TV show you're watching or something, where it's like, I should have never been able to connect that, and all of a sudden it's here, you know? I'm going to go out on record here and just say that, you know, for a long time, the three of us, for ages ago, we've we've always felt like we were on surveillance. Think, oh, of, yeah. think of Truman Shell, right? Like, and, and the, to me, like, when I think about this encounter you guys had, I just, it only validates that maybe we are, the three of us are being watched in some way, and I know that sounds kind of paranoid, but just think about all all the ideas that we come up with out of nowhere. Okay, there's no one around. We talk, we come up with a character, we come up with an idea, and then you know, within a, within months, not even enough time to make a, a movie. Within months, our idea is stolen. It is being broadcasted, and then it's discredited from us. Oh yeah, we have a character that we created that was called Perkins. It was an awesome character, and literally six months later, a show a show pops up, like an actual show called Monster House. Monster House. It's a great movie. You should watch it. But it has this character that's like, get off of my lawn, do this and that. That was a exactly our character then we had another we did a batman fan film. yeah the batman fan film before the dark knight trilogy i and remember you what? guys had it down to a t the story was, was made up it was almost what? exactly it was the a same. joker two-face riddler combination yeah. so riddler with wasn't in there. with the same with almost the same layout of film i'll it tell you so weird i'll tell you one for me our film idolin we don't have production we don't have budget it takes us a long time we're a couple of high school kids newly graduated with a handicam trying to make a, an hour and a half movie okay it's going to take some time as we come up with this idea here comes this movie out of nowhere like within months white, white noise. noise with and it's a fabulous michael movie keaton. michael Just keaton go out and watch it especially it's october time go watch it. it's a great movie but i kid you not guys that that was an exact stolen idea same from story. us so we have a lot of synchronicities that just point to somebody or something is monitoring us for whatever reason i believe it could be because the three of us get together strange things happen so they might be either they might be keeping us apart for one reason or another or they, when we do get together they're probably monitoring us or there's like a powerful aspect of us being together i feel like when we're together we create amazing things and i feel like who knows i mean maybe they can tap into that energy like they can see that there's synchronicity of energy like what we're talking about we all vibe we have the same kind of mentality on it you know and they can maybe the universe somehow you can tap into that and see it like oh this is a good idea because everyone's on the same level
it just seems like that whatever is after not what i don't say after us in a paranoid way but almost as if like because we come up with this weird energy vibe that there were it's being tapped into and used you know yeah i mean a lot of those what's it called it's called like the men at stare at goats movie what do they call that when you can sit and think about something and be there astral projection it's yeah. kind of like astral projection but i wonder if that that's what they can do they can like think about like what is the highest frequency of energy if it's all coming together the right way with an idea and they can just like look at it and see it they're not even recording us but they can just see it that way and just like copy it you never know yeah interesting well thanks for sharing the experience and if you guys have any anything more please let us know if, if you listeners out there have had an experience please uh, email in i think it's supernaturalstation5 at gmail.com and that is the new email address for this uh, podcast and you can also email roman the station at yeah roman is here at gmail.com both of those emails are monitored um, and looking forward to your experiences that we can post them on the air with your permission this is the thing right i mean alien abduction is like not a uncommon thing anymore i think people are starting to open up to it and to have conversations about it. I mean, I've seen so many documentaries recently about it. So yeah, just feel free. Reach out. We want to share those experiences. Totally, yeah. And you'll you'll never have any kind of ridicule from us because look at all, all of our experiences are pretty, they're out there. And most people, critics would say, hey, this has got to be made up, you know? But we're that's what this whole thing is. That's what this podcast is about is to try to spread awareness and to try to get people to talk about what they've been through. Okay, well, we're moving on to our last experience that we have for this three-part series. Again, thank you for sticking with us part one if you haven't listened to the whole series please go back and listen to part one as uh, the next experience that we're about to tell you is uh, very relative and also if you haven't checked out that website that talks about the utah underground crossroads or crossworld experience please go ahead and read that this is a crucial part of our story it was a uh, one of the manifestations of our continuing road for the paranormal in utah and uh, crazy enough guys we this actually did help us lead to a couple of other connections like alien dave and things like that that was uh, big back then so we're gonna go ahead and let Roman kick it off here As it turns out, um, we would go to the Salt Lake City Temple a lot. We would go to that area often, and we would see these guys that we called the Watchers, these guys that would have these little earpieces, and they'd pop out of random doors that looked like they shouldn't have existed. And they'd just pop out, and they'd watch us for a little while, and they'd talk to their earpiece, and, you know, we saw that. And so uh, once we ran into this article and we started reading it, it's like all these things started clicking. It's like, let's go downtown. Let's go to the Crossroads Mall. Let's check it out. Let's see if we can find these doors they're talking about. Let's see if we can get these sublevels. And let's see if we can just kind of corroborate this story. Yeah. So what we did, what we did is, uh, like Roman, Roman said, we we had we had been down there several times, and these guys are these guys are like the men in black of Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there. I know that people say, well, they're just security. Well, okay, come on. What are you securing for? And nonetheless, they would follow us all the time. They knew that we knew something. You know, yeah. they would talk to whoever they're talking to. They they knew that we knew something was up with what was go- what was really going on down there. Um, and so we were constantly followed by these guys. So what I remember is we. We finally got to the mall, right? We decided, let's go there. Let's investigate this. So we got there, and it was just the two of us, me and Sean. And we got We dressed up, by the way. Oh, yeah, we dressed up Yeah, what we did is we dressed up in suits (laughs) with a red tie, because if anybody knows Utah, you you have to dress up in a suit and a tie, otherwise you're you're not even going to be considered eligible to even, like, get close. 
Yeah, I mean, we figured it might let us into places that we didn't belong. Maybe yeah, pretty much. You have the know? white shirt and the red tie. Yeah, we had yeah, the black had... jacket, red tie, the white shirt, the whole the whole shabam there. Yeah. So I just remember because you brought up the uh, food court. Uh, the food court was down the escalator. It was like below the main level. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So we got there. And we're like, okay, we're right below the main level. That's like the first sub level. And I just remember we're there and we're like, and we saw this door that was off to the side. That it was looked off like, to the left side. Yeah. yeah. And, and what we did, guys, is we actually printed off the site. Not to interrupt you, no, but hey, go for it. We we printed a so this as we read through the crossroads or cross worlds it was so detailed that we're like let's try this out let's see let's see if this is any any validity to this so we printed it out we had it in our pocket and uh sure enough you know with the janitorial and the security guard as you went into when it was there you went in from the temple facing side and you walked in on the um it was the south side entrance and when you walked in it was a diagonal uh escalator off to the left there that kind of went down in a diagonal fashion to get to the the second level of the mall and when you went down there there was the food court there was a, there was a, an unmarked door onto the left that was described in this article that we followed there was for, no marking it didn't say bathroom there was, it didn't say just it's just a door custodial nothing nope right? yeah, yeah there was no marking it was just some door mm-hmm. and we assumed by looking at what was documented well this has to be the door because we're on the lowest level we're at the you know the entry point to where things so we just kind of put the pieces together and kind of went on our own national treasure kind of hunt right and I and I would have pictured because I thought it looked like some kind of custodial closet right like you open the door you're, you're gonna think you're gonna see mops and stuff like that i didn't see that i saw like a hallway mm-hmm. instantly like yeah. just a very plain as day like just white walls yep. concrete floor just a hallway yep and it's, it's it's kind of like backstage like if there's anything backstage you know how they don't like dress anything up backstage so you take this you took a left in this hall in this door and then when you went through the door you looked to your right and it went down a parallel hallway that was unmarked and if you went all the way down the hallway and you made a left and then you walked maybe about 20 to 50 feet then you made another right and you entered this room that was if I remember right it kind of had like Mormonism um, like a Mormon painting you know how they have those yeah, like those like morning paintings like there was a it was a pictures. conference room of some kind yeah. and so we went in there and as you entered the conference room and immediately you know in the center of the room there there was a couch they're painting almost like a lounge kind of area yeah but if you look to the left around the corner there was an elevator inside of that room there was a, crazy. there was a second elevator inside of this room and so we took it and we just pushed the button there was only one button I remember yeah. there was a stainless steel door and we pushed the button we went in the elevator there was only one there was only two there was, I think there was two or three levels and I think it was level two or three that we pushed I don't think we went down to three because I don't remember being in the elevator that long so we went down to two which took us down another level below where we currently were which that would according to the article would have been the third level so there yeah. had to have been another level below that yeah. which and is probably where, where the door was door. Yeah. Um, so we didn't make it down that far but we made it down far enough so we get out of the elevator we entered we exited through this other room that was kind of similar and I remember we backtracked our way down thinking that there would be the same kind of hallway and when we left that room we took a left and it wasn't the same layout there was yeah. a very long hallway down the left corridor like when you exited the room you shifted to the left and there was instead of maybe like a 20 foot hallway with a wall it was long it, was long. it went like all the way down there hallway type vibe yeah and it was weird because it had all the like the LDS kind of paintings all down the hallway it had security cameras that were up in there so there was definitely something weird but we didn't get all the way down to seeing anything 
nefarious that I remember. That's about where my memory leaves until we started getting chased out. So we ended up going down and, you know, we were dressed up and stuff. And dude, I, I honestly, this is what I remember. I remember, you remember when Air, the Apple earphones came out and they recorded? Yeah. So what we did is we put them around our ear and we made it, uh, we tried to replicate us being like security guards. So you know how the, we didn't have the curly piece of the of the headphone, but we had the wire. long yeah. white wire that curled around our ear just to try to pretend, but that didn't work out so well. So we ended up going down this hallway and it was the weirdest thing in the world because like everything the whole dynamic of the environment changed it um, felt scary out of nowhere i kind of got a weird vibe like we were in trouble yeah and think, we knew know? we were being watched and yeah and so we didn't get down very far but i remember we went down the hallway quite a bit and i don't know if it was a left or a right that there was another and there was another way that entered um it was like the tunnels right so like it wasn't quite as big as a semi-truck but you knew that you were down in the underground um but then by the time we we got to the end of that hallway and we were either going to do a left or right that's when we started noticing guys coming around because we yeah, were on the camera kind of the fuzz kind of yeah. guys were starting to make their way out of nowhere and they were nonchalantly kind of watching us they wanted to see how far we would go maybe they thought we were lost or something right so they didn't yeah. they kind of kept their distance and i remember seeing them but roman and i started getting freaked out we're like okay now we're in an area that we shouldn't be like we got this ominous feeling that we definitely kind of crossed our we overstayed our welcome yeah you know so we were zone was, was gone but at that point. where yeah. where we were we so we we were like scared we were like we got to get out of here like or we're gonna get kidnapped or something right yeah. something's gonna happen to us so now we're scrambling to try to find that room that that room to let us Same back room. up to that yeah. room and we couldn't find it down there yeah. we got lost for a minute scary yeah yeah, oh, yeah. We, so we got lost for a minute hey, and we Jared, were taking what do, think, what, what do you think you would do if that was you yeah i want to hear like what I do mean, you think what did those people look like were they sunglasses like full no. on mib style or were they they were mib style but no sunglasses no they sunglasses the little, the no they were bald though the yeah they were bald were they were the guy i remember yeah, was bald. He too. was hairless. Were they looking directly at you guys? Oh like, yeah, chasing you. Oh yeah, and they and this is the weirdest thing too is they remembered us. We were probably like one of the top watch for these guys at the moment. I don't know if they thought we were like some terrorists or something because maybe I don't know the terror watch was kind of high back then, back then. But I don't know. Yeah, really I don't know. Strange. But all I knew is we were like, okay, we overstayed our welcome. We didn't get to the part we were looking for. We were actually trying to hopefully find like a carved door or something like that, but we didn't make it down there enough. But we knew we had to get out of there. We were starting to be followed, but we started getting lost and we, we couldn't find our way back because... Do you remember? Yeah, I remember how we got out. Now, the exact detail of how we ended up in this second room, it was beyond me. I, yeah. I don't know because we, we got lost. We started taking all these hallways. Now, all we knew is just to avoid the guys that were nonchalantly kind of following us and watching us. Yeah, I like that you said nonchalantly because they weren't like chasing us. It's, no, they were just watching us. They, weren't, like, they wanted to see what we would like, do. You'd, you'd picture if you go into a government facility that you're not, you're not supposed to be at, they'd be like, hey, stop! Like, you got to come with me. They didn't talk to us. They didn't even chase us. Nope. It was more like they saw us and they they established their presence with us, but they didn't like chase us down. Right. It was really yeah. strange. They they the thing is is I think that they knew that we knew something. So they we had one of two choices. It was you know let's try to intimidate them by just kind of making sure they know we're watching them. And to be honest, if we would have kept going, I really would have thought that we would have been approached and maybe interrogated detained. or even yeah. detained. Yeah. yeah. My thought not being there was if you were. I mean, you have two options. 
get the heck out of there, find a way out, or play it off and do the craziest acting you guys have ever done in your life. I mean, I can't imagine doing that, but standing in a corner, like, they come up, they're like, hey, what's your clearance level? You're like, 1627 SP. It's like, what does that mean? Like, how would you guys play that off? Well, I, I wonder about these guys. I wonder if, like, maybe they are master observers because they're, like, looking at us, like, they would know if we're supposed to be there or not. Like, we would know where we're going, you know, and, like, they're watching us. We kind of look like we're lost. I think that that's what saved us, actually, I think it would to be, be honest weird with you. If, I think it'd be weird if, like, we knew what we were doing more. They would have approached us more. I think they're just kind of observing to see what we do, and we didn't do what they thought, and it's like, okay, they're probably lost. They'll find their way out or something. Who knows? So there was a there was a guy, and he wasn't the men in black looking guy, but he was like a church member or yeah, something that was like down there. There was a, ner- a normal looking nerdy guy that was not one of the guys following us, but we en- encountered him, and by then we're panicking, right? And he's I, I I do remember being approached by somebody, and he had hair, and we're like we're just trying to get out of here. We got lost. We were in the mall, and I remember we talked to this guy, and he's the one who helped us find this way out. Yeah, he's like come and this way, I'll, I'll help you out of here. So he's the one who helped guide us to this other elevator. It was in a completely different room. Yeah. And I, I don't know where we were underneath the ground, but here's what I do know is he helped us find the elevator. He said, if you take this, push this button, and it'll let you out. So we did it, right? Because we're like, let's get out of here. We're done. And we, we overstayed our welcome. So we get in this elevator, and we push the button, and he helps us out. He's like, see ya. We open up the door. We get out of there, and this is where we were, okay? We were at the corner of... We were yeah, at, a different spot. We were at a different spot downtown, street, and there was a key bank on the corner, and we were actually in a, an adjacent building that was connected within the key bank yeah. and it was unnamed and when we exited the elevator I kid you not we exited the elevator like you normally would an elevator the door shuts we turned around and there was no elevator door absolutely yeah. none it was Scary. just a wall the wall was actually concealing this hidden elevator and that's where we were and I remember we'd made a left we walked a little bit ways then we were in the entry of the key bank lobby and then we made a right and we were outside on the street you know what makes me more pissed off about the hidden elevator vibe is that there wasn't the food court when you guys came back up there because I'm looking for Sparrow. I'm always looking for Sparrow. <laughs> so this goes back to, did we end up the underground Salt Lake City? Yes, we did. We know for a fact that we were in some sub-level. We below than we should have been. More more below than we should have been. We definitely like were. third or fourth. The unauthorized clearance sub-level. level. Yeah. We definitely were below the sub-parking level. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. for dang sure. I know that for a fact because if you go down there now, you'll see vents and you can tell that they're parking vents like for parking garages. We were below that. Um, and again, guys, the Crossroads Mall, they tore that up pretty dang quick in hopes to with all these things going on like it doesn't surprise me that they were needing to revamp you know whether or not hey we need to seal this off people are and getting down under was here pretty massive like the city creek mall now is huge and it was a big remodel like i mean that thing is looks nothing like what the crossroads no. mall used to look like you know it's just all brand new it's beautiful it's a beautiful mall but i don't know where those doorways went i mean they're under the ground obviously yeah, and somebody knows how to get there yeah so if you listeners have had any experience like that or similar please email us in we'd love to hear about it we'd love to have you on the show we'd love to hear and broadcast your stories we are personally interested in figuring out what's going on down there if there's still access to the tunnels i remember guys when they were deconstructing and tearing out the mall if you were to peek through the construction gates and look down i remember there were several stories of foundation that was in that hole that they dug it all out and i remember seeing a couple of weird doors in some of the foundation and that was on the right side that was on the east side yeah yeah you guys are talking west side most of the time correct story yeah. So there's definitely something going on underground that whole location. And I totally remember that. And I wasn't with you guys, but it was weird to see like four, five, six levels of sub-level. But yeah, I mean, what Sean said 
we want to know if you have anything to say about this if you have any experiences the crappy thing is that you get more questions and they never get answered that's the thing that bothers me i sit and log it away and there's no answers so if anybody knows anything please email us how would you guys feel if we knew the answers though like where are we at right now i mean it's 2021 october 26th 12 in the morning how do you guys feel about that like what would you say if we knew exactly what happened down there i just find it weird that they're retrofitting and all that they're they yeah. put up walls you're not allowed to see what's going on it's almost like they're completely revamping the underground tunnel system substructure and now they're doing it at the temple and which is right next door but do you think we'd be ready for the truth i think we are i think you mean the general public you mean yeah or? i think the general society is ready for stuff i mean they're now everyone knows ufos are a thing after the whole tic tac which video, of course we knew you know, that was we knew the that case for so long but i'm saying that no one panicked no one like freaked out and blew anything up you know and lost their cool everyone's like okay i guess there's aliens or i guess there's ufos who knows it's kind of more so, like okay there's aliens it's more like it. oh finally the government's willing to say it all right yeah interesting spooky weird stuff going on in utah utah's a hot spot guys it really is and with more and more people moving here now um maybe we'll get more and more people being able to voice their experiences and concerns and the dust will be shaken off yep watch out utah we're coming you're a hot spot you're a target now well audience uh thank you for joining us on this three-part series of talking about everything utah downtown there's certainly a lot more to be said but we are out of time for this three-part series i am your co-host sean lawrence joined with your regular host roman daniels and your buster boy jaron daniels always a light-hearted guy love him love being on the show thank you guys for having me here dude we appreciate you being here i mean it's not the same show without you to be honest yeah well i love your guys' show anyway i'll listen to it so please stay tuned we have a lot more experiences and to be honest guys I, i'm thinking a live episode one of these days i'm thinking sure. we uh i'm thinking we head up to the primary children's area and, and we'll do a live broadcast let's do a live video broadcast and let's get somebody on there pull up somebody else's video and have a conversation with them about their own experiences i'm down for that we got yeah. things like our old primary children's we got we got an apparition we caught once over over there basically in a nutshell we got so much more to come and don't even get me started we haven't even talked about trolley square are you not entertained did we not blow your mind on all this other stuff skinwalker ranch we haven't gone there yet but there's we've be... probably gotten to 30 percent of the stuff we've dealt with in our past and i should say this is not just a utah show this is just what we're familiar with we're going to cover the whole gamut so send us the stories uh if you have something that you want us to cover we'll cover it we're doing our own research but without you we can't find it all thank you roman Ha, ha, ha.